I'm Jeff MacArthur, and we touched on this briefly yesterday, these brutally long lineups and delays at Pearson. Some good friends of mine, they were returning from Mexico last Friday, and they were on the tarmac for, how about this, nearly two hours. That's right, two hours waiting to deplane, waiting to be let out of the plane, and it turns out they're not alone. No, no, this is not a one-off. So without further delay... See what I did there? Here's our travel expert, Marty Firestone, who joins us now for more on this story. Hey there, Marty. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. Uh, What is the story here? What's behind all these delays at Pearson? Do we know? Yeah, we sure do. Uh, Travel is back. Wonderful news. With all the restrictions being peeled back, only one left needing the negative antigen test to go back into the U.S. Travel is back in a big way. One small problem infrastructure is not and there is just not enough people to handle the onslaught of people now traveling and i don't see any improvement in the near future okay when we say not enough people is it uh, customs agents is that where the delay is every single area you could pin if you wanted you could suggest that when you're waiting for your bag to come off the plane there is enough people in baggage there's enough people at ticketing there isn't enough people in security and potentially in customs also. Each and every area appears to have been hit in a big way because two years ago, nobody was flying. So I assume they were all laid off or they went elsewhere into other industries. And now you just can't press the button and bring them back. Mm. Okay, so this is similar to what we've seen with the restaurant and the hospitality industry, Marty, where uh, they were closed, locked down for such a long time that it uh, was really tough to get uh, workers who previously were with a certain restaurant to come back. They'd moved on with their lives. And it was hard for them to attract, uh, you know, new people to come in and uh, work at certain uh, restaurants. Is that uh, essentially what's happening, I guess, here at the airport as well? Are they having trouble rehiring? Yeah, I I think that's identical to what you just said, with the exception of it's one thing to sit at your table and wait till you're served. It's another to miss a flight that you were planning on going on to. So night and day, as far as the consequences, one, you can get up and walk away. The other one, you just missed your flight and now you're in a big problem. Yeah, is that what's going on? Are people actually missing flights as well? I mentioned my uh, friends uh, last week. Uh, they were stuck on the plane, and uh, I think it's roughly a three-and-a-half, four-hour trip from Mexico. It turned into a six-hour trip, of course, because they were sitting there waiting to deplane for a, a couple of hours, and there were long lineups, they were telling me, at uh, Customs to try to get through a real backlog. But does this extend to people actually missing their flights? Yesterday, there were people that actually missed their flights, and even I had calls. Will my trip cancellation interruption cover this? I missed my flight. Now I have to buy another flight. Sorry to say that in the list of coverage, not one of them says long lineups and didn't make your flight. So the answer is you're out of luck. So if that happens, what do you do then? You just have to go even earlier than the prescribed three hours that they're suggesting now to give you peace of mind that you'll make it. Okay, I know you just spelled this out for us, but I got to reiterate this because I think there's a lot of people listening to what you just said, Marty, and they're left shaking their head. So if I show up, and of course, the advice has always been two hours before your flight, before departure, you should be at the airport and checking in. I get there two hours, and for whatever reason, you are unable to process me, my baggage, and my ticket. I'm the one who's uh, responsible. I have to buy another ticket. Is that right? Well, that's where we got to get some clarity. Depending, and this is what the person yesterday had explained, depending on the type of fare they purchased, you know, one that is cancelable, refundable or not, you could be stuck with a worthless ticket because you didn't make it onto the plane. So again, it all depends what type of 
fare you purchased, and that's why we can't just generalize. But at the end of the day, if you don't get on that plane, you've got to make alternative arrangements for sure. Okay, so yeah, who's really at fault here? Because if I show up for my flight, and I'm just going to pick an airline, Air Canada, not to pick on them, but uh, if they're unable to process me in a timely fashion and get me on the flight, wouldn't Air Canada hold that plane or that flight back until they're able to, uh, their ticket agents, process everybody and get everybody who does have a ticket on that plane? Uh, they would just let the plane leave uh, knowing that there's people still in line? Sadly, uh, you know, in the old days, I remember they used to walk down the line when there was lines. Nothing like yesterday's and say, who's leaving at 8 a.m.? And if you said, I'm going at 8 a.m., they would move you ahead of the line at security in order for you to get onto that plane. There was just too many yesterday to even begin. You couldn't ask that. So, the problem was many of them did not physically get on the flight and the planes were not held. Absolutely not. So it just was a bad scene yesterday, a little better today. The question is, once summer picks up and travels through the roof, is it going to be a nightmare from that perspective? And that's the thing we don't know. Yeah. Now, have we heard from Pearson? Have we heard from individual airlines? Is there some sort of hiring blitz on right now? Are they trying to ramp up when it comes to staffing to meet this demand? Yes, depends what area. Again, like, you know, baggage is one thing. Uh, Ticketing is another. That's airline related. But the security is another. That's Pearson looking after that. They just can't get enough quick enough qualified and trained. And this is who's getting here. This is a big job to check through people. They can't make it turn around quick enough. So we have to expect when they say pack your patients, they really do mean pack your patients. All right. So having said that, uh, and I always ask you this, what is your best piece of advice for travelers? If I've got a ticket to leave Pearson, maybe the next uh, week or two, what's your best advice? No doubt three hours for international. And I think that's even cutting it close. Two hours for domestic. I'd say sit in the airport rather than sit at home. And for people coming to pick up travelers coming in, it used to be used to see when they landed, I'll get in the car and go pick them up. I had a personal experience picking up my daughter last week. It was three and a half hours that I was in the cell phone parking lot waiting for her to get through after sitting on the plane, just like your friends for over two hours. Wow. All right. Uh, Which uh, brings us, we're going to open up the phones here in just a second, uh, Marty, because uh, playing off this story, we're going to, because misery loves company, uh, we're (laughs) going to take some uh, phone calls on your airport horror stories. Is is there something for you either personally or that you've heard from a a client that would uh, classify as an airport horror story? Because I think most of us have at least one. No doubt. I mean, clients call me typically right at that point and say, am I covered if I don't make my flight? And I had one that actually could not make the flight. I explained to them the insurance will not cover it. They did not understand why it wouldn't. And I explained to them delays at the airport level if that plane leaves is not covered. So this person was actually out money and that was a problem to them, needless to say. And I felt terrible because really it was not canceled it was interrupted but the problem had nothing to do with the plane mechanical weather related or anything like that so it can be a nightmare if this should happen to you all right and all this comes of course on the heels of uh, what happened with sunwing a few uh, weeks uh, back as well so uh you know uh, obviously there's a lot of frustration i know there's a lot of pent-up demand when it comes to uh, travel but uh, there's a lot of frustration out there right now as well that's for sure all right marty appreciate it as always thanks so much for this thank you for having me take care you too Travel expert Marty Firestone with us on these uh, delays. Uh, just uh, what's going on at Pearson the last uh, week or so? These brutally long lineups and uh, delays here in the Jeff MacArthur Show. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.